I want you to pause and feel what your body does when I say the following word, money. Now I want you to pause and feel what your body does when I say the next word, debt. Yeah, I feel that pressure too. (laughs) What's going on today? We're going to talk about debt, but more importantly, we're going to talk about how to get the hell out of debt. Because listen, whether you're working in corporate or you're an entrepreneur, or maybe you're looking to shift from corporate to full-time entrepreneur, your debt is a big factor in your success, right? And maybe you want to buy a house. Maybe you want to buy an investment property. Maybe you want to invest in stocks. Whatever you want to do with money, finances, wealth, and abundance, your debts will have a big part in that, right? So talking about how to get out of debt, is an important topic. And a lot of the times, women don't feel comfortable talking about money, talking about debt. So we're going to switch that up today because you are the boss of your life. And that means taking control of your finances, taking control of your money, taking control of your debts, and being able to get out of debt. Today's guest is a best-selling and award-winning author and keynote speaker and entrepreneur. She's a total boss babe. Her name is Erin Skye Kelly, and she's the author of the book, Get the Hell Out of Debt, where she teaches financial literacy in a way that's actually approachable, in a way that's fun to read, and in a way that's inspiring to make you want to take action. I've read this book. I absolutely love it. So, of course, I had to bring Erin Sky Kelly on the show to talk about this book because you know how much I love to share with you all the things that I find out there that are going to make your life and business better. I will tell you right now, this episode is packed with actionable tips and info. So make sure you're focusing and that you have a notebook or something to write these notes down on because Erin is bringing the fire today to Chats with Gigi. But before we start with today's interview, have you noticed that there's only a few weeks left of the year? We're like circling the drain of 2021 (laughs) and I just cannot wait for 2022. It's been a rough two years, y'all. We've been here through it together. And the truth is that you have a choice right now. You can either decide, let's see what happens in 2022 right? Or you can say, I am going to be the strongest, most joyful version of myself for 2022 so that none of it can catch me off guard. That sounds a lot more appealing, right? (laughs) If you've been in a transition, if you have been pivoting through life and business from 2020 to 2021, if you are reinventing yourself, I have very good news for you. I have reopened the doors to the 3R system. This is my 90-day transformational coaching program to reevaluate, restructure, and reset your life for success with less stress. And this particular launch, because of all that we've gone through in the past two years, is going to be catered specifically to women who are pivoting, women who are transitioning right now in life and in business, you know, because maybe you've just launched a new business. Maybe you're going from full-time corporate to full-time entrepreneur. Maybe you've jumped back into corporate or maybe you're transitioning in your personal life. Maybe you are tired of feeling powerless in your life and you are ready to take back 
the power. Maybe you've gone from being a full-time mom to an empty nester, or maybe you just refound life as a single woman, and that too takes some processing, some adapting, some growing. Whatever transition you are in right now, I would love the honor of helping you through it, of giving you the tools to remove the limiting false beliefs that are holding you back from success, to give you mindset shift applications and neuroplasticity tricks that are going to train your brain to work for you. Inside the 3R system, we're going to work in group coaching sessions, and in one-on-one VIP coaching sessions, just you and me. Because the goal of this program is to make your blueprint customized to you. There's a lot of people out there telling you the best way to live your life, telling you the best steps to take, but none of them are speaking directly to you. They're just sharing what has worked for them. But boo-boo, you are unique. No one's situation is exactly like yours. And that's where I can step in to give you that one-on-one VIP customized blueprint that we can build together as per your current situation and your needs to achieve that success with less stress that I know is all of our goals because ain't nobody trying to work hard. (laughs) Nobody trying to be overwhelmed up in here. (laughs) I'll pass on overwhelm and stress all day, every day. Let me help you. Check the show notes for the link to save your seat in this launch of the 3R system or just head on over to ggdiaz.com and click 3R system at the top of the page. This is Chats with Gigi, your space for growth, inspiration, and learning. Covering the topics that matter to women everywhere, empowering you in your personal and professional life. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. So today's episode is one I am really excited about because I think women don't talk about money enough. And I also feel like when it comes to debt, just that word, it sends like a heavy wave of anxiety <laughs> through everyone's body. And we're just like, yeah, 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 I have a lot of it. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it later. And we just keep putting it to the side and keep putting it to the side. And when I saw your book, which by the way, kudos to your marketing team and their amazing work in sending these care boxes out. I was like, what a beautiful way of putting together one of the most annoying anxiety driven topics, especially for women, I think, um, in, in a nice little box with very good information and a fun approach. So Aaron, I am so excited for your book and I am so excited that you're here to talk about get the hell out of debt. (laughs) And so welcome to the Chats with Gigi podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for acknowledging that the box was really fun because even writing the book, right? We just wanted it to be a really fun money is so boring and like no wonder nobody wants to talk about it. So we uh, we just wanted to make everything about it just fun and enjoyable and easily accessible for women and give women talking points so that we could actually have these discussions with each other. It's funny you should say that because nobody wants to talk about money, but everybody wants to spend it. And that's when we get in that debt topic. So first, <laughs> I want you to give us a little breakdown yeah. of what is Get the Hell Out of Debt, your book, all about? What does it encompass? Obviously, other than <laughs> the, to- the name of the book. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I, you know, was somebody who I was doing really, really well financially in my life for a long period of time. And then suddenly I wasn't. And I ended up in a really horrible financial hole and I could not figure out how to get out of it. And then the more I tried to get out of it, the more like all that was happening was I just kept refinancing and reconsolidating and like ended up like paying more people more money. I was never actually getting rid of the debt. So I really had to go, what is happening? And I had to take a good look at it and go, how am I going to get out of it? And as I started to figure it out, what was interesting is other people who were in the financial industry were coming to me going, okay, can you help me too? Because how our society is structured financially is really to benefit the banks, like help the banks profit. It's not actually to help you and me get ahead. Mm. And so I decided I was going to, you know, as I started to help other people, more and more people were getting out of debt too. So I created this like little course. It was like, ridiculously cheap or free in a lot of cases for people to just take and people were getting, you know, paying off anywhere from 10,000 to $200,000 in consumer debt. And then the pandemic hit and it was like the need was so high. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put this all in a book format. So the book itself is just basically the three phase process that I used and the one that I teach, which is like mastering your financial foundation. That's phase one. Phase two is actually paying off the debt. And phase three is then using those same techniques to build wealth. And then the book was born. I love that. And the book is fun too. I love that it's not like this heavy duty, uh, full of, you know, jargon and, and junk that we're just, re- you know, you start to read about money and you're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. The book is the complete opposite yes. of that. The book is so light and easy to read. So tell me about what was going through your mind as you were putting these chapters together about such a stressful topic, debt, and such a boring topic, money, in such a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just wanted to create the book that I would want to read, right? Because I'm somebody who, I, like, I know how, you know, we're all at this point in our lives where, you know, we all thought when we would get to be the age we are now, we would be so much further ahead. And most mm-hmm. of us can't figure out why we're not. And so picking up a money book at the end of a day when we're already all maxed out, we're exhausted, we're all busy fighting with each other on social media about the pandemic or about the, you know, we don't who wants to sit down at the end of a long day and read a boring book about money. So I wanted to make it bite-sized and fun, but still give like tactical and practical information. Cause there's a lot of great money books out there too, that are like woo woo wee and like really fun, but they don't actually tell you what to do in the order you need to do it in. And so I wanted to combine those two things, give a book that like, if you followed along step-by-step, there's no question that you would get out of debt, but that you would have a lot of fun along the way as well. I think that's such an important thing that you just mentioned. And that is like the woo woo part of money because I am super woo woo, right? So I completely. I know you are, yeah. Yes, I completely believe that having the right mindset around money and that having the right. Um, manifestation techniques and that having the right approach to money on a spiritual level will bring you abundance. I believe that 100%. But I'm also very clear that no matter how much of the spiritual and energetic connection you have with money, money is a physical, tangible human thing that if you don't know how to use it in the human level, right? Also very practically, no matter how much manifestation and no matter how much abundance you ask for and meditate on and how much journaling you do and how many rituals you do with a full moon, it ain't going to happen if you're you're ill spending your money, if you don't know what to do with it. So let's get into these practical tips. What is the first step that somebody should take when they're trying to get out of debt? 
Well, I think the very first thing you have to do is a little bit woo-woo, right? You do have to let go of the shame and you have to understand that it's okay that you ended up here because we aren't taught this stuff in school. I think, you know, schools are doing a better job of it now, but most of us weren't taught. And if we were taught, we weren't taught by somebody who was wealthy. We were taught by somebody who was struggling and who just wanted something better for us. So, you know, understanding and releasing the shame around that first and really being like open and okay with the fact that you're probably going to make a couple more mistakes before you figure out figure and that, and you know, and that's going to be okay. That's critical step one. Then what we have to do is take stock of where we are. So, you know, it doesn't do us any good to be like, I want to have a million dollars if right now you have like negative a million dollars, right? Or if you have four, like we have to know where are you at today? And if you are in debt for people who really are struggling with consumer debt, meaning you're carrying balances month after month after month, we have to figure out what your relationship to credit is because it may mean for a short period of time, you have to go on a bit of a detox when it comes to your credit cards. Mm. So just like, I don't know if you ever dated any toxic men in your life because you've such a great relationship now, but like I dated all of the men you shouldn't date. You know what I mean? <laughs> in my twenties, I was like, I kept like, I was like, if you are mean, pick me up. If you are a loser, pick me up. If you are, you know what I mean? I just had that written <laughs> so on my funny. forehead. And so I had to take a break for a little while and be like, what am I, like, I got to go on a man fast and just like, you know what I mean? Like a sugar detox, except for with men. I know so, exactly what you mean. I went through one of those yes. too, baby. <laughs> and, and it's okay. Like those are seasons where we really like, you know, you sort of just put the pause button on and you learn and you figure out your relationship to credit. I'm not somebody who's going to come at you with giant scissors and make you cut up your credit cards. That's not, <laughs> but I do think it's important to have a break for a little while so that you can figure out your relationship to credit cards. And instead of, having the relationship you've always had with the patterns you've always had, decide what relationship you want and create that relationship with money. And so there's a couple of things there too, where it's like, it's critical that we figure out where you're at and then we figure out what it is that you want that relationship to look like. And then from there, we design a custom plan or you'll design a custom plan. It's all the details are in the book, but you design a custom plan where it's like, rather than trying to get a budget to fit your life or trying to get your life story to fit into a budget, you're going to make the budget fit your life so that it will actually work for you. I love that. And it's so interesting because that's the same approach that I use in my coaching with Seizing Happy. One of the first things that we do when we start working together, my clients and I, is we do a life assessment workbook where we work through what where you are right now and what we consider to be yeah. the four pillars of an abundant and joyful life. We go through those pillars, see where you are right now, and then we create the vision of where you want to be so yes. that knowing where you are and knowing where you want to be, then you can build that roadway. Then you can customize yeah. that blueprint to get there. And I, I know for a fact that this works with creating the life of your dreams. And so, of course, it would work with creating your wealth and your abundance and with getting the hell out of debt, right? Because you it's knowing it. where you start, knowing where you want to get to, that then you can create that custom process because mm -hmm. I, there's a lot out there um, to fix everything. Like there's programs out there and gurus out there to fix absolutely everything. But I feel like a lot of the time, these things are very general, right? And general yeah. doesn't always apply to everyone. And so being able to know where you are, understand yourself and your relationship to money or whatever it is you're trying to heal in your life, your relationship to debt, if you're trying to heal that, you know, knowing that first and being able to custom create something that suits you is just going to get you there 
in so much faster, right? It's going to get yes. you to your goal so much quicker. Preach, preach, <laughs> preach. I love it. Yes. Yeah. And so I think also something that's really important is addressing that connection that we have with debt and how it impacts our self-worth and how it impacts our confidence and how it affects our ability to move forward in really great areas of our life where we may feel like we are ready to take that step. Like I'm ready to launch that business. I'm ready to go back to school. I'm ready to be an owner of a property or I'm ready to invest in real estate or I'm ready to blank And that debt that we're carrying affects our ability to do that and thus our self-worth in how we approach these things we want to do. Can we talk about that? And and what, what, what is a remedy? Here's the thing. We've been taught to believe that being an entrepreneur has to be hard and that hiring help is unaffordable for new businesses. But these beliefs are false and they keep you from being able to scale and grow. Think about this. How much more money would your business make if you hired a lead generation expert? This is someone whose sole job is to find you potential clients. It's a position that pretty much pays for itself. Entrepreneurs succeed faster when they work on their business, not in their business. And I really wish I had learned that 18 years ago. So look, if you're ready to scale your business, if you're ready to grow, you got to contact Staffy. That's where I hire my assistants from. And since you're coming from my show, they're going to give you two free weeks. Go to GetStaffy.com slash GG to get started with two free weeks of professional support for your business. That's G-E-T-S-T-A-F-I dot com slash GG and get started today. You know, I think you, you like you have framed that so beautifully because I, you know, it just reminded me of Chrissy who, um, you know, she was $91,000 in debt, which she ended up paying off in about 11 months, she was like hyper-focused, right? So I mean, you can pay it off as fast or as slow as you want, but she was one of those people who she was like, I'm getting the hell out. And so she <laughs> did in 11 months. But the what was so beautiful for her, like that sounds impressive and all of that aside, the thing that really transformed her life was then about a couple months later, she was having a conversation with her accountant and her accountant said to her, I've never met a client who knew so much about money. I'm so loving working with you. Because what she realized was, when she knew more, she was able to have empowering money conversations with financial professionals rather than feeling all the time like she had to just take their advice and feeling stupid like she didn't know any better. And like that whole idea of like those those negative emotions, mm-hmm. they impact us so greatly. And when you look at like how compa- how easy it is to compare ourselves to other people, which as you know, is like the death of all things awesome. Mm. But like, you know, when you're on social media, for example, and this person's looking like they're going on a trip or these people bought a boat or these people bought a new house and you're feeling that yucky grossness, that just usually drives us further underground and drives us into more debt, which is disempowering. So when we can flip that and go start paying attention to our money, start learning and educating ourselves and not even like, you don't even you don't even agree for this. You just start reading about money like five minutes a day or listening to a money podcast or like listening to the work that you do because it's related, right? Like when you do a podcast, that's about goal setting, right? That's related to your relationship to money. So just mm-hmm. any sort of personal growth, right, is is connected. And as you start to 
track and make progress with things, your confidence is naturally going to start to build because it, it really comes down to keeping the promises to yourself. So when you say to yourself, I'm going to start saving for retirement and you start putting a little bit of money away and you consistently do that month after month, that builds our money confidence. But when you say to yourself, I'm going to start saving for retirement, but then, you know, Amazon Prime Day comes up <laughs> or if Black Friday comes up and you take some of that money and you think, well, I'm just going to get these shoes or I'm going to go for dinner or I'm going to, you know, whatever. That, that um, lessens our money confidence. And so it really just comes down to like educating yourself, making a plan, and then to the best of your ability, following through on that plan as much as possible. And it's so important too, because that also applies to every other part of life. Like I want to lose the yeah. weight. I want to get my sexy back or I want to feel stronger. I want to feel healthier. You eat well for the first like two to three days. And then on that third day, you don't feel like cooking or going to grab that salad and you just order that ginormous pizza with extra cheese. And it's like, oh, I'm yeah. such a failure. And it's like, no, you're not a failure. You're learning in the process. And I think, Erin, something that you said that is really important in the beginning of our conversation is, you know, understand that you may make a few mistakes still in the process of your learning yeah. and in the process of your growth. And that's okay to show yourself grace through yeah. that, but acknowledge it and move forward from it. Don't, don't get stuck in that. Right. Yeah. And you know, like when you look at like, um, I, I remember this analogy I heard years ago and it's blown me away ever since. Is that like a batter in this is so forgive me because my sports analogies are terrible on account <laughs> of the fact that I'm uncoordinated, but like a baseball player, like, swings the bat three out of 10 times and they make $10 million. You know what I mean? Like they don't hit the ball a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. All they do is get better at hitting the ball every time they play. And I don't know about you, but I have never even to this day, and I've been doing this work for 20 some years. I have never had a perfect budget. I've never had a budget go exactly according to plan. Have you? Never, never, not once. Never. <laughs> No, but if I can get it 80% of the way there, I am killing it financially Absolutely. because life is going to happen and life is going to get in the way, right? So rather than give up, right? If you ate, like, let's say, you know, to use your analogy, you said you eat good for three days and then one day you screw up. Well, if you go your whole year eating amazing three days and terrible one day, you're still way ahead in terms of your health and wellness Absolutely. by the end of the year. It's just that most of us do it for three days. And then after we have the one bad day, we have seven more bad days. Mm -hmm. we just give up, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Now, tell me about um, what are your recommendations for people that have an unpredictable income? And so I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast and I have a lot of new entrepreneurs as well that are listening right now. People are in between jobs a lot also um, in this moment with mm -hmm. all that is happening. And so for those that are eager to get out of debt, but don't have like, they don't know like for sure on the 15th and on the 31st, they're going to make exactly this amount of money. They have unpredictable income. Some months they make more money than others. Some months a, a launch went really well. And then the next month they didn't, you know, bring in as many one-on-one -on -one clients or whatever the situation is. What are some tips for getting yeah. out of debt when you don't know exactly what you're going to get paid next when? <laughs> oh my goodness. First of all, entrepreneurs, I'm with you. I feel you. I think the most critical part of all of that is really just understanding that you also don't have a ceiling on your income. So you are more likely to be extremely wealthy than people who have a salary. So first, give yourself a pat on the back for that. But the second most important thing is get off monthly payments. Stop paying for things monthly because if you don't have predictable income, those are the things that are going to hurt you. You're going to bounce a payment. You're going to be paying an NSF on this side. Then the bank is going to charge you an NSF. Like you're going to hit this 
like you're almost going to like triple bruise yourself when it comes to my thing. So get off paying things monthly and get on paying things like, you know, with a 30 day um, receivable or 30 day payable. So your mobile phone company, for example, see if your mobile phone company will let you not pay monthly automatically out of your account, but intentionally pay them as you get money in your kit. You have to sort of take back control of those monthly payments. If you can pay for things upfront or in full, do that. But really pay attention and mark them on the calendar when things are due and, you know, sort of like consider those little things to be financial goals. But you can't live like the society is set up for people who are salaried. We're all trained on monthly payments. Car payments are monthly. Mortgage payments are monthly or weekly or whatever, right? They're all set up for regular payments. And if you don't have regular income, you can't play on that system. So you got to, first of all, get off of all of those and get back into paying um, when you have the cash, making that cash flow. The second thing that we have to do is we really have to start budgeting off of, and this is so old advice, but it does work. We have to start budgeting off our lowest months. So if you can't make your budget work off of your lowest month, you have to cut your expenses so that it does work. And then anything over and above that goes towards either paying off debt or building wealth. And you'll get ahead so fast if you can make that work. I love that. And now I do have one more question for you. And this one is all about me (laughs) because I am about to get married and money is, yeah, girl. And money is a big conversation. Money and debt especially are a big deal when it comes to marriage. And I know that you have, um, some suggestions in regards to navigating debt when you're either in a serious relationship where, you know, you're living together, you're, you're sharing expenses, or if you're married, right? Because marriage is not necessarily for everybody, but there's a lot of people that are living together that even though they're not legally married, their money is getting, you know, crossed with each other and their debt weighs on their partner one way or another. So let's dig a little bit into that. Mm-hmm. Well, we always joke that you should have a naked budget meeting with your partner because attendance is pretty good and it's really hard to argue when somebody has their ding dong out. So like <laughs> it already sets you up for like a really vulnerable, intimate conversation, which is what money uh, conversations require. But I think the most important thing is really like if you are in a partnership where your partner has debt and you do not, it's really important that you don't pay their debt off with them or for them because what happens is resentment can build, mm. especially if you're feeling like what you're doing is you're like you are working your hard earned income and you're paying off their debt. Now, that's not for everybody because, you know, I'm there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, the best way to handle it or the way that's seen the most sort of um, financial harmony in a relationship is where the person who pays off their debt is responsible for paying or the person who has debt is responsible for paying off the debt they still have to contribute to the household and do all of those things. Right. But the other partner then starts building and planning for retirement so that when the one partner is at a debt, then they can both start that retirement work together. And I know that mathematically that doesn't make sense because people will say, um, well, you know, we'll get out of debt faster if we both attack it. But when we're not legally married, it can be a really dangerous place because if something happens to the relationship and your partner leaves and you've spent the last six months or you know, two years paying off your partner's debt, it's not like you can get that back. There's no law that says, oh, they have to pay that back to you. Mm -hmm. It puts you in a really yucky position. And so in order to make sure there's no resentment on either side of the table, let the partner pay off their debt and then, you know, make it so that you're not a burden on them financially either. Like come up with fun date nights that are like inexpensive, 
you know, plan things to do that don't cost any money. Um, love them holding completely for who they are without any judgment. Like all those little pieces matter. That still helps them get out of debt, but it also helps eliminate any chance that you're ever going to feel resentful financially towards them, which is anytime there was resentment in a relationship with the relationship killer. So the, the relationship always has to be more important than the financial status of the people involved in it. Oh, I like that. We should put that on a t-shirt or a coaster or something for sure. <laughs> but okay, Erin, we're about to wrap up our episode, but I cannot let you go without talking about the squeeze method. <laughs> oh my gosh, the squeeze method. Okay, I joke in the book because I've been calling it the squeeze method forever. And then I Googled it. I thought, I wonder if that like is trademarked or anything. And I Google it and it turns out there's something called the squeeze technique, which is for premature ejaculation. So this is not about that. If you, if you hear this, this is not what we're talking about, okay? Some people are always like, they look at me really strange, especially if they're over a certain age. I'm like, no, no. Okay, but what the squeeze method is, is it's like, it's not affecting your budget. So you don't mess with your budget at all, but you all of the extra fun things that happen in our life, we take that money and we make it work for us. So for example, let's say your grocery budget is $400. And I mean, I can't imagine a world. I'm like, such a little, like, I definitely eat way more than $400, but let's imagine that's the number. And you get like a $100 gift card from grandma for groceries from a grocery store. Rather than now being like, woohoo, bonus grocery money, you take the $100 out of the grocery budget that you were going to spend. You use the gift card right away. I can't stand when people hoard the gift cards. I'm like, that's money. You have to put it to work. So take that $100 out of the budget and put it towards debt if you're paying off debt in phase two or you put it towards building wealth and buying an asset if you're in phase three. That's like one example. Another thing is if something is 50% off and you weren't expecting it, take the other 50% of the money and squeeze the budget, like put that towards either paying off debt or building wealth. And if you just keep doing this, like lather, rinse, repeat, your lifestyle isn't affected. You don't have to cut your lifestyle and live on, you know, almost nothing in order to make um, you know, your budget work, you get to have your budget work, but all of these little bonuses, which appear more often than we think they do when we're paying attention, those are the little tools and the tips and the techniques. There's about 10 or 12 of them that you can use in order to get out of debt or build wealth so much faster. I love that. Erin, it's been such a pleasure to share today's episode of Chats with Gigi with you. Thank you for all the nuggets on how to get the hell out of debt. I've really, really been enjoying your book and I had to bring you on the show because I know that this is such a powerful conversation, especially for my lady listeners out there. Tell everybody where we can find you and more importantly, where we can find your book. Well, the book is everywhere, so you can grab it at, you know, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Uh, it's on Amazon, of course, but I love when people support little independent bookstores. If you have one of those in your area, please go in and buy it from an actual bookseller. Um, and you can find me anywhere on the internet at Erin uh, Sky Kelly or com. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You are so much fun. Oh my gosh, you're so much more amazing in person. Like you are <laughs> just a shining, radiant light of joy. Oh, thank, thank you, you for thank having you. me. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Chats with Gigi. If you enjoyed the show, let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. This way, I can keep bringing you more of what you love. If you don't follow me yet, let's connect. You can find me as Gigi Diaz Live on all social media platforms or head over to my website at ggdiaz.com. I can't wait to chat with you again in the next episode. Until then, I'll be sending lots of love and light your way.